guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to change the way the world is. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm a certified nutritionist, health, nutrition, performance coach, but now, more often, I work as exclusively brain coach, helping people to use nutrition, lifestyle, habits to improve the way our brain works and how we deliver our best work and, most importantly, how we experience our life. Guys, the better our brain works, the better life experience we have, because brain is ultimate center of information gathering assessment and then giving us our emotions and stories and thoughts and things like motivation, clarity of thought, uh, determination, drive, greed, or brain fog, anxiety, overwhelm, insecurities, and all kinds of brain genius blockers that also make life make our life experience quite miserable. It's all in the brain. And unhealthy, sad brain, it really makes our life and our work so much more difficult. Uh, We experience life through our brain. And so if you want to experience life at the highest level and get after the most amazing work opportunities, go after the most amazing mate opportunities to just feel life on a completely different level. Like, so everyone would ask you, like people often ask me these days, like, what are you taking? Why are you so happy all the time? And I'm like, I have no idea. (laughs) It's just everything that I do. uh, I, it works. I put all of it into a system and now I'm like super consistent with it. And a lot of the things, you know, I'm taking uh, a lot of people through this five day cancel brain fog challenge. A lot of people like, These are so such simple things. Why haven't I been taught them before? You know, it's like such a simple system. So thank you, Angela, for introducing me to that. Uh, Anyhow, today I'm going to be sharing part of that system that make people ask me, like, Angela, what are you taking? (laughs) What drugs are you on? (laughs) That you're always motivated and ready to go and you seem to have this never-ending willpower and work capacity, and you're and you're always excited about things, uh, have, having so much passion for all the things in life. And guys, for life, we need passion if we want to drive life, not just uh, be carried by circumstances in our life, like um, uh, inactive participants. Um, so, routines that will help you to turn your brain on, to light it up, to induce with passion everything that you are and that you do, to have more clarity, to have more drive, more motivation, more greed, to uh, navigate your emotional landscape like the master surfer, to have focus of a Jedi, to be ready for work and to deliver your best performance when you need it, not when the stars align and you finally wake up on the right side of the bat, right? Uh, the state that we want to be in more often than not can be described by this, one of my favorite quotes from the movie Limitless, I wasn't high, I wasn't wired just clear. 
I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. So, without further ado, let me introduce some neuroscience back routines that will help you to turn your brain on and light up your life. And they're also quite interesting because they're kind of like opposite. In the morning, you need to do one thing, and in the evening, the opposite thing. Like, first one, first couple of routines that I do religiously. In the morning, we need to see a lot of bright light. In the first hour of waking, preferably, especially great if that coincides with the hour of sunrise because light, natural light outside and at sunrise is different from light outside at other times. Wavelengths of light that our eye can detect and that can, and then can transmit it to our brain, that is different in the first hour of sunrise than at other times. Neuroscientists even say that there is a circadian dead zone when you can't actually reset your circadian clock by natural light all that effectively because the light the wave lengths of light uh, change so much usually it's after 9 10 a.m but that's um, usually you know around equator or um, spring summer time in all the other time zones because light day is obviously change it all it obviously changes a lot the closer to poles you are like the difference between light day and the amount of night or absence of light right but we're not going to get into details so what you want to understand in the first hour of your waking see natural light go outside and spend outside five minutes enough if it's sunny uh, closer to 20 minutes, 15-20 minutes if it's kind of cloudy, and closer to 30 minutes if it's like really overcast and dark. So in the morning, a lot of natural light. Also, guys, during the day, if you start experiencing the drop in your alertness, wakefulness, right, your focus, your concentration, also spend more time outside, especially great if you have a place um, outside where you can sit and do your work, or even better, if you go for a walk, light really supercharges, like starts up your brain. So if you want to feel more awake and alert and focused and pay attention better, in general, I'll see a lot of light, not just in the morning, but also during the day. But in the morning, it's especially important because it starts your circadian clock. It aligns all of the clocks in your brain and in your body. It brings up all of the neurotransmitters or brain chemicals needed to be alert, focused, motivated, ready to go. So morning, uh, it's for that, you know, also increases your dopamine and dopamine is needed again to get after things, especially challenging things. So see light first hour awakening but then at night you need to make sure to not see any bright light especially a couple of hours before your bedtime at least nine uh, 90 minutes uh, start dimming all the lights use light meter apps that you can download for free for your phone and uh, measure intensity of light in the place where you spend most of the time before bed it should be 
ideally no more than 40 lux lux is the measure of light intensity and if it's more there are chances that you do not produce you do not allow your brain to produce enough melatonin that's very important to induce sleep and important for your sleep wake cycle right so no bright light at night where i i get a lot of feedback from um taking entrepreneurs and um different self-employed goal-oriented professionals through this five-day canceled brain fog challenge so i get a lot of feedback about how people didn't put together other aspect of that bright light you know thing um because when you go outside and you do for example grocery shopping it's bright light very bright light more often than not so that's how you expose yourself to bright light or if you take an elevator usually they're very brightly lit so a lot of bright light exposure if you go through a brightly lit corridor if you go outside and there are bright lights on the streets blue lights that shine more often than not right into your eyes above your hat so it's all bright light exposure if you watch tv and you don't use blue blocking glasses a lot of blue light from your tv so what i recommend to people install blue blocking apps on your phone on your tablet on your laptop and then watch that instead of your tv if you again don't have the glasses that block that blue light emitting from your tv uh, and then again, don't forget to install all these blue blocking apps or activate uh, modes, blue light blocking modes on your phones, because a lot of smartphones these days, they have that already installed. You just need to activate it. Uh, and for your desktop, for your laptop, for your tablet, very often you need to install this app. That's such a huge difference for your sleep quality, guys. And sleep quality is everything for your brain performance. And that's so in the morning, a lot of bright light, especially in the first hour of waking. At night, no bright light or very, very little. Um... The second part, two party thing, <laughs> routine that I do has to do with shower. So if you want to increase 200, 300% your dopamine production, again, that motivation molecule that makes you go, especially go for harder things. If you want to increase that 200, 300%, spend like three, three minutes in the cold shower and You'll get used to that. You know, at first it sucks, but what helps me, I scream and <laughs> sing <laughs> in the shower. I also do my voice uh, gymnastics, uh, making different sounds to warm up my voice, to do podcasting, calls and everything, to be able to use my voice effectively. So I do things like or la 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 la. <laughs> so that's what I do in the shower while taking cold shower. And it makes the whole experience more fun, <laughs> especially probably for my neighbors who can hear that. But yeah, uh, screaming, singing, voice gymnastics make cold shower more fun and more tolerable. And that also cold shower increases your dopamine and a lot of other neurotransmitters. Well, not a lot, but some that will help you to stay alert, focused, and motivated. At night, though, you want to take hot shower because it helps your body to go through temperature drop that induces sleep faster and helps you to fall asleep faster and better and sleep deeper right so hot shower before bed will help your body to create this drop in temperature from hot to cold faster and that induces sleep faster and better so cold shower cold in the morning cold in the morning hot at night um 
the third two-part thing about caffeine. Delay coffee and any caffeine and any food actually 90 minutes after you're waking, 90 minutes or later. So do not drink coffee, any caffeine, do not consume foods first 90 minutes of your waking. It has to do with different hormones that um, participate or regulate your sleep-wake cycle, um, also your wakefulness and alertness, things like cortisol, um, norepinephrine, uh, your blood sugar also starts fluctuating in not necessarily the best way. So a lot of things are affected way when in the first 90 minutes of waking, where there are a lot of different um, hormones and neurotransmitters fluctuate to keep you awake, to wake you up. If you interfere with that, with caffeine, and food, more often than not, you're going to have harder crush in the morning. Um, it's going to be, um, you're going to be sleepier during the day. It's going to be harder for you to fall asleep. Just this whole cycle, beautiful cycle that supports your sleep-wake cycle will be disrupted um, in many ways. So caffeine and food 90 minutes after your waking time or later. And then no caffeine uh 10 to 12 hours before bed, because again, that has to do with your sleep-wake cycle, with neurochemicals, like um, with chemicals in our brain, like adenosine, that accumulates and during our wakefulness, and it helps, it gives the brain the signal that, okay, we were awake for so many hours, so it means that um, soon we'll be, we'll need to prepare this person for sleep. Now, caffeine interferes with that system, um, and with a lot of other systems, really. So, the closer to bed you drink your caffeine, the more disrupted the architecture of sleep, of your sleep, is going to be, and the less productive and effective all the restorative and regenerative processes in your brain and in your body are going to be. So 10 to 12 hours, no caffeine. And by no caffeine, I mean also not no super caffeinated tea or super dark chocolate. I did this mistake quite a few times consuming really dark hot chocolate before almost before going to bed and then I just couldn't fall asleep. So not just coffee, but all the caffeinated stuff, maybe energy workout drinks that you might be consuming or some supplements with caffeine. So make sure that your caffeine stops about 10 to 12 hours before sleep. So again, in the morning, 90 minute delay. In the afternoon, count back 10 to 12 hours and stop your caffeine by then. Now, another part about breathing. Uh, again, two part. Use your breathing hyperventilation to induce states of alertness, focused, increased capacity to think fast, make decisions fast, be a little bit more stressful and jittery. It's when you feel a little bit less alert, a little bit less focused, more on the sleepy side, and you need to bring that energy and passion up you use hyperventilation. We talked about that kind of breathing several times on this podcast. What it sounds like is like, <laughs> so intense breathing, breathe in through your nose, really intense and deep and breathe out really fast through your mouth. Do this 25 to 30 times. Then you breathe in, breathe out fully, like all the air from your lungs should go out. You hold your breath for as long as it's comfortable, and then you breathe in again, 
through your nose and then you hold your breath again here for as long as it's comfortable two three times and you'll be more focused and alert and more passionate about anything you're about to do i promise you that just do it really intensely and you're gonna get there but there is another kind of breathing that you're gonna use to calm yourself down to prepare your body for better digestion for example to switch your nervous system into rest in digest state instead of that hyper focused and ready to go um, ready to fight or fly right so another kind of breathing the opposite when you maybe need to calm yourself down before an important talk like breathe in and then breathe out twice as long or even longer so the focus is on breathing out very very long so breathe in through your nose and then breathe out As long as it takes, the longer, the better. Do this three times. Your digestion is going to be better. You're going to be calmer. You're going to be more composed. And also in kind of like optimal state, I guess, for learning and being present. Right? But if you do struggle with alertness and being more awake and more focused, then you'll need hyperventilation. That one is for calming yourself down. So if you're sleepy, probably not the best thing to do to make yourself even calmer and sleepier right and last but not least a thing that i do that is proven by neuroscience to help you to wire any habit much much faster maybe you want to start meditation maybe you want to start doing cold showers or uh, delaying your coffee or going outside to in the first hour of waking like whatever habit you want to build and it's difficult for you to build use this habit building hack that again is backed by neuroscience it helps you your brain to wire habits faster and the hack is make yourself good about finishing any habit and it's got to be immediate you finish habit and you celebrate so you know i finished this podcast oh yeah great job angela i finished my coffee 90 minutes after i woke up right so you gotta celebrate the end point of this habit not in a week not in several i don't know hours right then in there so your brain makes the connection that this action was beneficial and that's why we're feeling so good whatever makes you feel good your brain will remember and will release certain neurochemicals to wire that habit faster create this you know tunnel this road um, towards that habitual behavior in your brain much much faster so whatever habit you do if you want to continue doing that and you want to wire it in faster, make yourself feel good. But don't fake it. You actually need to make yourself feel good, not just look good. That's why I figure out your own way to celebrate it so it makes you feel good because what works for me, probably not going to work for you that well. Might be, you know, um, a lot of things also common among humans. So that is the last habit hack that I do Every time I need to wire in a new habit or new behavior, like maybe uh, making more cold calls or um, doing other work-related stuff that I'm not, uh, building business-related stuff that I'm not that great yet. But with all these hacks, you have no doubt I'm going to be building my million-dollar business this year. 
well, with time and persistent and consistency, but I am on my way. So anyhow, these are the habits that I do every single day, no exception, and they totally change my mind every single day. And also, guys, guess work. Guess what? They only work if you do them consistently. If you do them for two days and you feel awesome, but then you stop doing them, you're going to feel not awesome. Um, it's like with shower, you know, to get the cleanliness effect, you got to take it daily. The same with a lot of these habits. Let me know if you have any questions, if everything was clear, if you understand how to implement everything. If you have questions, please reach out via any social media channel where you find me at. Uh, share this episode with other people, maybe your significant other, maybe your bestie, maybe your mom, maybe your dad, maybe your kids. Do it together, because why not? Don't we all want to feel better and do awesome things and have amazing life experience? So share, ask questions, and as usual, till next time, eat better daily.